Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the beautiful Sonoran Desert here in the great state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Welcome to the broadcast, whether you're listening on the many radio and podcast players, the free archive at thesecretteachings.info, the embed player, and the links to the various websites that host this show. Of course, the Fringe FM is our flagship network. And a special welcome and thank you to all of you listening in the advertisement-free archive on our website. Those of you who subscribe, you get access, of course, to the archive to download and stream all of the shows ad-free. You can also use the private RSS feed to plug into your podcast player to get the show directly as it goes up into the archive. You'll get our montages and you'll get my digital books. When you subscribe... To the show archive, you get access to all of that, and you support this broadcast and help keep us on air Monday through Friday. Other ways to support the show, go to the website, check out our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. You can find my books on the website as well, and check out Patreon. There's a link on our website, or just go to patreon.com and search for The Secret Teachings for behind-the-scenes content like videos and more. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Gab and Gitter and follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. We also want to welcome once again KPFV 98.1 in Pahrump for playing The Secret Teachings. We really appreciate that and welcome all of you listening to this show, maybe for the first time, to the broadcast. The Secret Teachings, again, I am Ryan Gable. Tonight, maybe a scandalous promo picture, and maybe a scandalous show topic. I want to go ahead and explain to you why I called the show what I called the show tonight. Are you ready for this? I called it Running a Tran on All Women. I know it might have a sexual connotation, Running a train on somebody, that's very, very sexual. It also has another meaning. It's a slang term that means to beat somebody up, to demolish somebody, to abuse somebody. And that seems to be the ultimate goal of those who are promoting the playing of women's sports by biological men. Now, I know that that statement is a very controversial thing. And it will immediately put me into the category with people like Tucker Carlson and Fox News and conservative radio. But I don't identify with any of those groups. And I disagree with most conservative sources of news 
much like I disagree with most liberal sources of news. I don't lean either direction. Although, if I'm offered a ride by somebody in a blue shirt and somebody in a red shirt, and the person in the red shirt, like an Uber driver, says, hey, I've got a bottle of water, let me give you a ride, let me know where you want to go. And the guy in the blue shirt says, if you get in my car, I'm going to stab you to death because you're white. I'm probably going to get in the car with the guy who has the red shirt on. It's not because I like red. It's just because the blue shirt wants to stab me to death because the color of my skin. Kind of get what I'm saying here. It's a fallacy. Everything we say and do. I mean, like our entire social structure seems to be based on fallacies. Because if I say that biological men are playing in women's sports, are participating in women's sports, that's anti-trans. Even if I just say biological men, that's considered a microaggression, maybe even a macroaggression now. We don't leave any room for discussion. We don't leave any room for nuance. We don't leave any room for subtlety. It's absolute. And this is a fallacy. When you have two choices, and despite the spectrum, the broad spectrum of choices between any subject, any idea, the false dilemma is characterized as either this or that language. It's also an omission of choices. In other words, false dilemmas prevent us from having an opinion. False dilemmas prevent us from stating facts. False dilemmas are fundamentally anti-expressive. False dilemmas give us the option of, well, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists, like the terrorist George Bush once said. People that said you either vote for Barack Obama or you don't like black people, like a lot of Barack Obama supporters said, it's a fallacy. You know, like when Joseph Biden told the young black man in the interview before the election, if you ain't, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. False dilemma. If you don't hate Russia and love paying $6 a gallon for gas in Los Angeles, you must be a Russian asset. If you don't support Ukraine blindly and just say those words, you don't actually have to do anything, just say the words, I support Ukraine, well, then you must be a terrorist. You must be a Russian. You must love when Ukrainians are killed. False dilemma, false dilemma, false dilemma. Same thing with transgenderism, a really hot subject. Everybody kind of tosses that hot potato around. I don't want to, I don't want to, don't talk to me about it. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. I mean, these are, these are human beings now. I don't really understand that. I don't really get that. You know, women are also human beings. And I thought we had the last 50 plus years of, you know, women's rights and 50 plus years of feminism and, Feminism, I think, started out, and women's rights within feminism kind of started out as a as a as a positive thing, let's say, or as a as a socially justifiable thing. But it was hijacked, and now feminists, after several generations, have found out that this is all part of a social engineering organization. 
Uh, I don't mean like an actual organization, but it's an, it's an organized form of social engineering because you set the precedent with feminism and you set the precedent with quote unquote women's rights and you end up eliminating women from the conversation because men can simply say I'm a woman and they can enter into women's sports among other things, including the women's locker room and the women's bathroom. And here's the issue that I have. It's not with trans people or it's not with, you know, politics around this subject. My issue is we have an enormous population that is growing in the United States. By no means is this country overpopulated. We have a lot of overcrowding like any other country. That's not where I'm going with this, but we have an enormous amount of people in this country, not as many as India or China, but we have, you know, hundreds of millions of people in this country. And statistically, when you break down sexuality, what you find is on average, on average, you know, some places might have a higher population of of certain groups. Like if you go to Rochester, New York, where I unfortunately live for some time, just an absolute dump, you go to Rochester, New York, you're going to find more deaf people because that is essentially the deaf capital of the United States because of, of RIT and all the, the different schools there that kind of cater to the deaf community. There's a tremendous amount of deaf people living there. So you're going to have a higher percentage of deaf people. When you look at the rest of, of, of the United States, when you look at something like sexuality, you, you find that, you know, homosexuality, people that are, that are gay, you know, Gay people make up a small percent of the population, a very small percent of the population. And that's not, you know, to belittle gay people, but that's uh, just a fact. It's a very small percent of the population. Now, when we look at the statistics historically and traditionally, it's, it's around like 5%. Nowadays, more and more people are identifying as gay or lesbian, including children who don't even know what they want to have for lunch, let alone what their sexuality is. Some are pushing the number up to 23% of the population is homosexual. I find that incredibly difficult to believe. That suddenly 23%, that's a quarter of the population, are homosexual. A lot of it depends on how we define things, right? So if you have a moment you look at the statistics for obesity, for example. 71% of the United States is overweight. 40% are obese. And there's a percentage of that that are morbidly or super morbidly obese. And we're not talking about obesity tonight, but if you think of those numbers, you'd be very right to ask, well, what defines overweight? What defines obesity? If you play around with you know charts, you play around with numbers, and you reduce, you know, what makes someone overweight or what makes somebody obese by just a few pounds, what ends up happening is the people that are quote-unquote overweight end up not being overweight anymore, and the people that are obese might fall into the category of simply being overweight rather than being obese. I know they have, you know, formulas and body mass index, and I, I understand all that, but I'm saying it's based on a chart. It's based on a graph. It's based on numbers, and if you adjust those numbers, you can make it so some people have higher cholesterol and need drugs. You can make it so more people are obese. You can make it so, you know, more and more people could be at risk of, uh, of a certain condition. So it's kind of arbitrary in a sense, but it still provides us with a general guide, you know, for, for health, 
to some extent. And it's the same thing with like, you know, sexuality. I think we need to define that. What exactly constitutes homosexuality? What constitutes gay? What constitutes lesbian? Is it because you kissed a girl one time? Is it because you had a three-way with your husband? Is it what, what, what constitutes lesbianism? What constitutes homosexuality? Because a guy looked in the locker room? Is he homosexual? Because, you know, a guy thought, wow, that guy over there, he's, he's ripped. Does that make you gay? Does that make you want to have sex with that guy? Pro- probably not. So how do you define homosexual? Is it based on, have you ever had a homosexual thought? Have you ever thought about having sex with the same sex? Because if that defines homosexuality, I think a lot larger of a percentage of the population would be defined as homosexual because a lot more people than are willing to admit it have had those thoughts before, even if they're just simply passing. Generally speaking, though, the number is is quite low. And, and if you want to have a conversation about, you know, transsexuality, the number is even lower. In fact, the number is so low, you probably couldn't even see it on a graph. Despite the TV shows and the movies, the radio shows and the mainstream media, and all your liberal friends, and even your conservative friends who are upset about this, you find that trans people, once again, what exactly is a trans person, you have to define that too. Trans people make up 0.7% of the United States population, 0.7% of the population in the UK. We're talking very small numbers. Now, once again, the false dilemma comes back into play here because people say, well, you're saying they're 0.7%, they're minorities, they don't matter. Never said that, never implied that. I'm simply asking this question. How can 0.7% of the population have a lobby that is now apparently bigger than even homosexual lobbies. I, I don't understand that. How can 0.7% of the population literally take control of corporations, take control of banks, and not just companies in the U.S., like corporations worldwide, the U.N., everybody pledging this allegiance to LGBTQ+, which, yes, includes lesbian and, and, and bisexual and gay, but... We set the precedent with homosexuality, and now homosexuals are finding out, like feminists are finding out, you're not needed anymore. You did the thing that you needed to do. You're not needed anymore. Now we care about the trans people. The trans people are the people that matter now, the 0.7% of the population. And by this logic, at some point in the future, you can say this is offensive, trans people won't matter. Trans people will be in the same position as homosexuals and feminists. You will be outdated and obsolete, and there will be another group, likely a group that's much smaller than 0.7%. Maybe it'll be, I don't know, quadriplegics. Maybe maybe it'll be people who have the most obscure condition. You've never even heard of this condition, but their lives will matter. And and none of this really makes any sense because, of course, you know, the average human being is a good person and thinks, yeah, of course, I I think people should be able to live their lives the way they want. And, and it's like, well, who says people can't live their lives the way that they want? You can pretty much do whatever you want in your bedroom. The government isn't watching you unless you have your computer uh, monitor on 
and you have your, your cell phone on, then people are listening, but you can do whatever you want in your bedroom. And, uh, you, you have equal protection under law in the United States anyway, by the fifth and the 14th amendment that equally protect you. I mean, yeah, there's, there are scumbag lawyers and scumbag judges and pieces of trash that consider themselves to be representatives of the people. And some might not even believe it, but they pay lip service to, to things that might be considered discriminatory or dismissing of, of, of some people's rights. And there are pieces of trash who are actually white supremacists. And there are pieces of trash who are black supremacists. And I've met plenty of Jews in my life who think that they are God's gift to mankind. And I've also met people that are Muslim who think the same thing. You know, this isn't a condition of religion. It's not a condition of sexuality or gender or skin color. It's a condition of humans who have not evolved past base ego and judging people based on the color of their skin, judging people based on their religion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that is, of course, a reprehensible thing, regardless if it's a white man, a black man, a white woman, a black woman, trans people, gay people, straight people. It's reprehensible to judge people based on those characteristics and not on the content of their character. You know, or you get someone like Kentaji Jackson, the Supreme Court nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, she's apparently a little bit confused. She also can't define what a biological, you know, individual is. What is a biological woman? She says she she can't identify it. She just she can't. Why? Why can't she do it? Well, she's not a biologist. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- oh, I'm not a biologist. So that's just typical lawyer talk, right? That's just lawyering the situation. But she's not a biologist. She can't tell you what a woman is. I can tell you what a woman is. I'm not a judge. I'm not going to be nominated to the Supreme Court. Not a lawyer. I'm not going to give you the runaround. A woman is an individual who is feminine, and femininity can be described as fluid and maybe a little dainty. Some women might not be so fluid and dainty, but a woman has ovaries and a uterus, and a woman can do things that men can't do, like physically grow another human being inside of her. So I think that Kentaji Jackson might need to open up, might need to crack open a biology textbook. Might need to go out in nature and see animals having sex. There are males and females. Might need to look at the phone charger the next time she plugs her phone into the wall and realize there's a male end and a female end. That's nature. To disagree with that is to fundamentally be opposed to biology and to fundamentally be opposed to science. Once again, we go back to the false dilemma, though. You must hate trans people because they're different. Nobody said that. Nobody implied that. That's your feeling because you can't comprehend the simplicity of what you're making a complex issue. Again, I called the show tonight running a tran on all women because feminists might have realized by now that they don't matter so much anymore. Gay people don't matter so much 
anymore. They get grouped in with LGBTQ, but they don't really matter so much anymore to our society. What matters are trans people that make up 0.7% of the population. I want to know how they have the lobby that they have. I want to know why people that are nominated to the Supreme Supreme Court can't and won't identify what is a biological woman. I would like to know why Disney, a big corporation like Disney, one of the biggest corporations in the world, immediately capitulated to the demands of their employees yesterday when their employees staged a walkout because they didn't like Governor Ron DeSantis's parental rights and education bill, which they say is anti-trans, although this bill simply restricts classroom discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grades. Those grades include up until third grade. So I guess in Florida you can teach gender and sexual education in fifth grade, I, mean, I, I had sexual ed in fifth grade. I grew up in Florida. I had uh, sexual education in uh, a Christian school in fifth grade. But the Disney employees yesterday said, no, this is wrong. If we can't access children at a young age, a really young age, to teach them these things, then you are anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ, maybe LGBTQ+. And Disney capitulated and said, oh, no, 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 no. We'll give you a bunch of money. We'll give money to LGBTQ organizations. Why is Disney so ready to just throw millions of dollars away? Why is the nominee to the Supreme Court not willing to define what a biological woman is? It doesn't even mean that there aren't trans people, but what is a biological woman? What about the rest of the female population that were born female that have breasts and have a uterus and have you know ovaries and have a vagina. What about the rest of them? Don't their opinions matter? What about the women that want to stay home and take care of a family? You're obsolete. You don't really matter anymore. What about the women that want to take care of children? They love children. What about women that you know might want to have a job and have children? Don't women matter? Don't women have some kind of societal, you know, right? And isn't there maybe a, a, a need inherently to protect women from predators? You know, men are much bigger and stronger and traditionally have protected women from, from predators and from, you know, thieves and military occupation. And I mean, we, we, we let the women and children go first. But now we're putting women on the same stage. We let feminists and women's rights activists do that. And now women have been made vulnerable as men men have been made less than men. And men have been turned more so into women. And this is bringing us to a very, very dangerous place. And now with the story of Leah Thomas winning the NCAA championship as a biological man and all the other... Swimmers very upset, of course, all the other women very upset because they, you know, they had an opportunity here and they they lost that opportunity to a biological man and the media and the liberal groups cheer for that for some reason and then ignore the biological women who make up an immense amount of the population in comparison 
and they just don't matter anymore. I just don't know where this 0.7% gets their millions, maybe billions of dollars, where they get their lobby from. Probably because, you know, they're being used as a shield to advance some other agenda. And if you're trans, or you know people who are trans, I'd be a little bit more upset than even I am about this. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? you love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. 
I've named the show tonight Running a Tran on All Women. Yes, it is a sexual phrase, but it's also a slang phrase that means to abuse and to dominate somebody. It doesn't always have to have a sexual connotation. And by allowing biological men to compete in women's sports, we are allowing biological men to dominate and destroy women and women's sports. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm anti-trans. That's a false dilemma. If your mind immediately jumps there, you are living in a false dichotomy. You clearly cannot identify that there are things like context to what classifies as a biological male. There's a difference between somebody who's gone through hormone therapy and someone who's gone through a full transition and people that have a giant penis in their swimsuit and are about two feet tall than the next woman. And naturally, no matter how many hours a woman spends in the gym and how well she eats, her muscle definition, her muscle mass is not going to be as large as the biological male who was ranked about 450-something in men's, but then became number one in women's. There's a huge difference. Leah Thomas is now considered the best college swimmer in the country. The best female college swimmer in the country. But Leah Thomas is actually a man, and Leah Thomas has not gone through what you would think, like in the case of the Olympics, for example. The Olympic Committee has a a, a specific set of guidelines for athletes if they are transitioning. And you have to have a certain level of testosterone, for example. And the story of Leah Thomas is, I think, a lot different, although some might try to claim it's exactly the same, and, and there are certainly parallels. The story of Leah Thomas is kind of different than the Laurel Hubbard story. The Laurel Hubbard was the first openly transgender athlete to compete in an individual event at the Summer Olympics. Laurel Hubbard from New Zealand is a weightlifter and um, failed to advance to the final in the Olympics. You might remember that story. And Laurel Hubbard had gone through quite a bit more transition than Leah Thomas. So a similar story, but a little bit different. And this is the problem that we have with media and politics is that we'll just say, you know, in conservative terms, Laurel Hubbard and Leah Thomas are exactly the same. I mean, sort of, they're both biological men, but Laurel Hubbard has gone through a tremendous amount of, of transition compared to Leah Thomas. So there's a slight difference there. Plus, Laura Hubbard didn't destroy the women's competition in the Olympics, and Leah Thomas is destroying, because of the biological maleness, uh, women's swimming. And it's not something to be proud of. It's not something to snicker at. It's not something to sneer at. It's not something to applaud. It's something to boo, and it's something to be disgusted at. And all the women who lost out because of Leah Thomas, the women that didn't make the finals, and of course, the second place, but the actual winner, the second place swimmer, Emma Wyatt, 
should have won the championship, but lost out to a biological male. And we are supposed to say that's a good thing. In other words, we're supposed to now celebrate in our culture men literally beating women. You would think feminists and women's rights activists uh, activists would have something to say about this. But they seem to be quite quiet about it. Maybe that's because they know they'll be removed from social media if they say anything. Maybe they know that they will be harassed and attacked if they say anything. I don't know if you heard the story, but this happens quite a bit in Central Florida. You always hear these stories of uh, human trafficking busts, prostitution busts, child pornography busts. I actually lived in Polk County for some time, and that is, man, that is, <laughs> that is a, 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 that's a crap hole there in Central Florida, uh, Polk County, just a total cesspit of filth. And uh, when I was living there, I remember hearing the local stories and the local news about police rounding up pedophiles and police rounding up people with child porn and police rounding up prostitutes and prostitution rings and police rounding up human traffickers. And it's a lot of crazy stuff goes down there in Polk County, uh, mostly because uh, that is also one of the meth capitals of the United States. So that's probably contributing somewhat to it. But uh, Disney employees are often involved in these organized sting operations. The most recent sting operation, Operation March Sadness, that's what they called it, March Sadness 2, found 108 people, including alleged child sexual predators, alleged because they haven't charged them or convicted them of anything, but sexual predators, those seeking prostitutes, which you know I might not have as much of an issue with if prostitutes weren't, in a lot of cases, you know, human trafficked, And uh, this was all uncovered in a six-day human trafficking operation in Florida. Among those taken into custody were a retired judge and four more Disney employees. Now, if you go back and you just look at the history of these kinds of sting operations in central Florida and Polk County, I can tell you firsthand because I lived there for some time. I mean, this stuff is like every year, hundreds of people. They're finding people that work at Disney. They're finding people that work in government. They're finding people that work with law enforcement. They're in possession of child pornography. You know, they're they're involved in a, a prostitution ring. They're involved in human trafficking. They're involved in some weird familial incest thing. It's just like a cesspit of, of meth and filth in Polk County, Florida. I don't mean to offend you if you live there, but I mean, if you live there, you know what I'm talking about, okay? There's some nice areas, but Polk County's a pretty rough place to live. It's very cheap, though, so obviously that's that's why a lot of people choose to live there. That's why I was living there. It was cheaper than living like in Orlando or Tampa or something. But if you go down the road, you, you know, you, you you get to Orlando. It's not very far from Orlando. It's about It's like 45 minutes, I think. Maybe with traffic, it's a little bit more, but it's like 45 minutes from Orlando. I used to drive from Polk County to Orlando when I was doing a a, a real estate class many, many years ago. And uh, if you don't know, Disney World's in Orlando. I'm sure you know that. And if you've ever been to Orlando, you know Disney is everywhere. You know, the mouse is everywhere. Even the power lines, you know, on the, uh, the interstate there, there's like a big Mickey Mouse power line. 
and uh, you know you go to Walgreens and there's Mickey Mouse dolls, and you go to go to any store, you're going to find Disney stuff everywhere. It's like if you go to St. Pete Beach, you know you're going to find St. Pete Beach stuff everywhere, you know, and it might not be uh, meaningful if you're from St. Pete like I am, but if you're not, people travel from all over the world even to St. Pete Beach. People travel from all over the world to Disney World. You can kind of lose that perspective if you if you live there like I did, and I certainly lost that perspective. Uh, Disney, though, has always been a magnet for people like this, for people that are busted in these sting operations. Just like, you know, CPS or the TSA or the Catholic Church, these are magnets for people that want to physically molest other people and get a paycheck for it. These are magnets for people that are sexual predators. I mean, if I were a sexual predator, it's pretty simple. I, I, I think that I would probably try to get a job at the TSA or maybe become a priest. There's a lot of job security in it. You can get caught raping a kid and they'll just move you to the next next church. A lot of job security in that. They really protect you. A lot of job security. Disney World is no different. Disney World is a cesspit of filth. I'll never forget when I was, I was probably 10, 11 years old. Never forget this story. I remember watching, uh, it was Bay News 9 TV. I think my grandma had it on uh, at her house. And uh, I remember Bay News 9 TV. And that was, you know, the local news station, Bay News 9. And they were telling a story about how uh, the people dressed up like the Disney characters were involved in some some uh, some scary activity. They were involved in some uh, scandalous activity. They were taking children from the park into the underground tunnel area because Disney has a bunch of underground tunnels. It's just like this immense, massive city. And uh, they were raping them. Never forget that story. You might think, that's a one-off. But no, no, Disney is rotting from the core like the Catholic Church is because of not only the, the, the magnet that they are to these kinds of, of, of sick psychopaths, but Disney is rotting to the core because they refuse to do anything about it like the Catholic Church. They actively engage in covering up this kind of thing. I mean, Disney is a magnet for sexual predators looking to get access to children. In fact, dozens, maybe hundreds, have been arrested in child sex stings over the years. Victoria Salva, a child care worker and director who worked with Disney, was sentenced to three years in prison, state prison, in 1988 for molesting a 12-year-old boy. The young boy had acted in two of Victor's films. Salva also videotaped the abuse. You might know this story. After his sentence, Disney rehired him, and they released the movie Powder in 1995. In 2017, not very long ago, John Healy, director of music publishing at Disney, was charged, not accused of, but was charged with three felony counts of child sexual abuse. This includes sexually abusing two girls ages 11 and 15. In 2019, a former Disney executive, Vice President Michael Laney, was convicted of sexually abusing an even younger girl. She was seven. He was charged with three counts of rape and three counts of sex abuse. You get others like James Gunn. It's a class A, world-class piece of trash. 
James Gunn, a Disney writer, a Disney director, fired for sexually explicit tweets relating to children. Remember that? Another former Disney chairman, George Mitchell, who also happened to be a liberal Democrat senator, is known to have been a frequent visitor to Jeffrey Epstein's blackmail pedophile island, which we know was operated by the intelligence community as a means of blackmailing powerful people. We also know that Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, the one that was sentenced to five counts of child uh, sexual trafficking and abuse and all that, remember that? Might have forgotten about that now because I stand with Ukraine, you stand with Ukraine, we all stand with Ukraine. But Ghislaine Maxwell also worked with Disney and their Save the Children initiative. You remember that? There's pictures of Maxwell there with uh, some of the Disney people and they're saving the children. Yes, they're saving them from a life of exploration, life of, of, of uh, you know, wonderful things by abusing them. They're saving them for themselves is what they're doing. And, of course, you got Corey Feldman, Bella Thorne, Elijah Wood, all of them referring to the Vipers, pedophiles in the industry, not just in Disney, but in Hollywood in general, the rampant sexual abuse, you know, from a young age. The grooming and the programming begin for the real work as an adult. You saw that's what happened to Britney Spears. That's what happened to so many other of these Disney characters. Now, why is this important? What does this have to do with Leah Thomas? What does this have to do with trans people? You saying trans people are pedophiles? I'm not saying trans people are pedophiles any more than cis people are pedophiles. Pedophiles are pedophiles. It doesn't matter the color of the skin. It doesn't matter the sexual identity. It doesn't matter what genitalia they have. Pedophiles are pedophiles. Pieces of trash are pieces of trash. What I'm saying is, I just set that up like dominoes so I can knock it down. Disney is a cesspit and a magnet for these kinds of people and these kinds of predators. And you would think that if Disney was concerned for children, Disney was concerned for their image, maybe they would take action and stop hiring and rehiring after the fact people that abuse and are convicted of raping and abusing children. Disney doesn't want to do that. From high-level people to people that, you know, sell toys. Disney is rotting from the core. It's the black magic kingdom, as I call it. I actually got kicked out of a conference in Orlando. Well, I was invited to speak at it. One of the only times I've been invited to speak at something. And uh, I got kicked out. I actually was banned. I was told, you're not welcome anymore because I called Disney the black magic kingdom on a show. That was actually like the first show I did on the Fringe FM. One of the, it was like the first or second show I did. I think, was, I think it was the first show I did on the Fringe FM. It was called Black Magic Kingdom. And yeah, she the woman was like, yeah, yeah we, we can't have you speak here anymore. And then I found out she works at Disney and she was offended by that. And I thought, hmm, well, what are you involved in that you're so offended that <laughs> you're so offended by the name of the show that you kicked me out of the conference? I don't know. But here's the thing. If I told you that Disney employees staged a walkout Yesterday, March 22nd, 2022, you might think, well, maybe it's because of the pedophilia, maybe it's because of the prostitution, maybe it's because of the human trafficking, and you would be absolutely 100% wrong. Disney employees walked out yesterday demanding LGBTQ support. Really vague, really arbitrary. 
Walt Disney Company employees at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, ABC, FX, National Geographic, Hulu, Walt Disney Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox, Searchlight Pictures, and Disney's various other properties were also invited to take part in the walkout yesterday. Why were they walking out? Mostly because Governor Ron DeSantis is about to sign a bill called Parental Rights in Education, which would restrict classroom discussions of sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grades, prohibiting instruction on it through third grade in public schools. So prohibiting instruction on gender and sexuality up until third grade in public schools. The bill does not say, we hate trans people, we hope that you die. The bill says you're not going to teach second graders and preschoolers about gender and sexuality, and you're certainly not going to do it with either softcore or hardcore pornography like they use in Texas, California, and you're certainly not going to do it with men dressed like women. You're not going to do this in schools. Parents have a right to decide. Parents also have a right to decide if their kids wear masks. You're not going to do this, okay? This is tantamount to child abuse, and this is the same kind of thing that the sting operation in, uh, in Polk County uncovered. You know, just predators. You're not going to do this. So Disney was upset. Well, their employees were upset. After an initial public silence on the matter, according to the USA Today, Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Chappick apologized for not being a, quote, stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, end quote. He also announced a number of supportive measures, including donations to advocacy groups and reevaluating political giving, although some employees believe that's not enough. We want more, more. Give us more. Give us the children. We want action, says Nicholas Maldonado, an Orlando-area Disney employee. He says he's always worked. I can't say he, maybe a she, I don't know. They've always loved working for the company, but now they won't even watch Disney+. Plus. Think about that. I mean, literally, because Disney didn't do enough, which is an arbitrary word to use. They didn't do enough for LGBTQ, so I'm not watching Disney Plus anymore. If I were Disney, I'd be like, okay, I'm not giving millions and millions of dollars to your cause because you don't want to watch Disney Plus anymore. Piss off. Bugger off. Get the hell out of here. Disney is being asked, well, they're actually, you know, not really being asked. It's being demanded that they cut off all donations to any lawmaker who back the evil parental rights bill. They also want all employees who are being located to the state to be stopped at the border, not allowed into Florida. No more Disney employees. And they want the stopping of all construction and investment in the state of Florida. Because Florida is an evil place where they don't like to teach kindergartners about gender and sex with weird, pervert, pedophile men who dress up like women and literally just dress up like women. Other demands, these are demands, by the way, they're, they're literally just trying to hold Disney hostage, include outlining spending and plans for content that increases LGBTQ representation. Oh, you mean programming that literally programs children to be confused about gender and sex. So you admit you're basically trying to get access to vulnerable minds, to young, impressionable children, 
To me, that sounds like the behavior of a rabid predator. They might have overplayed their hand here. Disney says they want to promote good, quote, by telling inclusive stories, but also by standing up for the rights of all. Here's how you could stand up for the rights of all. The 14th Amendment, the 5th Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause, due process. This protects all people. Doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your sexuality is. I don't have trans rights. You're a human being. You're a citizen of the United States. You have more rights in this country, and those rights are more protected than anywhere else in the world in the history of the world. What are you talking about you don't have rights? Due process. Equal protection under the law. Fifth and 14th Amendment. It's unbelievable. But you would think that Disney employees were walking out because of the pedophilia. No, they decided to walk out and this was, let's get the dates right, four days after this other sting operation, and they're walking out over LGBTQ rights. Not really rights, they're just demanding, we want more LGBTQ movies and TV shows from Disney, and we want money. I mean, I, all I can imagine is like, it's like the people online that we allow to kind of dictate the, the conversation, just big disgusting piles of filth, giant, overweight, disgusting, you know, people that sit and type on a keyboard and are really angry all the time, and we let them direct the conversation. In a sane world, we say no. In a sane world, Disney would say, let's sit down and talk about this. This doesn't really make any sense. We're not going to stop projects because you don't like that the governor said you can't teach first graders about what hole to stick a penis in. Why is that even in the minds of people? We're not going to teach first graders about sex and gender. First graders don't know the basics of what they're going to learn throughout the rest of their schooling yet. They, they just learn their ABCs. We're not going to teach them about where to stick a penis. What is wrong with you? That's not trans rights. That's predator behavior. You're trying to get access to children so that you can abuse them, you pieces of human filth. And that's being nice. They're not even human, some of these people. They're freaking evil demons. That's what they are. They're scum. Once again, the false dilemma fallacy. You're saying trans people are scum. Didn't say that. Didn't imply that. Didn't mean that. What I said is if you are upset because the governor of Florida said, look, we are not going to teach kindergartners about what hole to stick their pee-pee in. You don't even get sexual education until you're like in fifth or sixth grade, and even then I think it might, it might be a little bit too early depending on you know what the culture is like. My Christian school it was fifth grade. You're not going to teach kindergartners that. You're not going to prey on kindergartners and confuse them about things before they even learn the basics of those things in terms of biology and sexuality. They don't need to be learning those things. They need to be learning their ABCs and what one plus one equals. Not where do I stick my penis. I don't care if you're on the right or left. That's sick. That is preying on innocent children and attempting to corrupt their minds so that you have them like any major corporation that wants to sell a product. You have them through the brand recognition, LGBTQ and rainbow flags, and these children 
They, they, really, they really love other people. They, 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 they think everybody's equal. Children naturally think that. Put a black and a white child in a room. They're going to play. There's no racism. There's no discrimination. There's no harassment. Children are children. Boys are going to rough other boys up. Girls are going to have tea parties. That's just how it is. Unless you confuse kids at an incredibly young age so they don't know what the hell's going on, they're going to grow up pretty effed up, don't you think? That seems to be the plan. That seems to be the reasoning for why all of this is happening. So Disney employees decided to walk out yesterday with all these demands for Disney. All about LGBTQ. And with the protests over Leah Thomas and subsequent stories like, do you know Rachel Levine, Rachel Levine, this four-star admiral in the health services of the United States who wants the children's testicles? Rachel is now the man of the year, according to the USA Today last week. And here's something else. I know this might be an uncomfortable topic for some people, but you know that in the porn industry, incest is like the fastest growing genre. You know that? Why do you think that is? Why is incest so popular? Why are we trying to teach children in school what hole to stick their penis? Why are we teaching little girls how to put condoms on bananas or just actual dildos when they're like in second grade? That's not sexual education. That's sexual abuse. That's the behavior of a predator. These are children. They should be learning ABC 123, not where do I stick my PP. That's sick. That's disgusting, that's twisted, that's demented. We have a culture of adults who are also exposed to incest pornography. Incest, incest, incest. Why incest? Why trans? Why pedophilia? Think about those questions. We'll talk about them in the next hour. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Leave us a review on the podcast radio player. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and stay with us. There's more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. 
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. Thank you for tuning in on the radio and podcast players. Please leave us a review there. Let other people know what you think of the show. Give us a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve. And a big special thank you and welcome to everybody listening in the advertisement free archive. If you've downloaded the show or you're streaming it from the RSS feed or the embedded player on the website, it's because of your support in subscribing to that archive, which, of course, you know, gets you access to montages and my digital books to download and read, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. It supports this show, and it keeps us on air Monday through Friday. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com and find us on social media from Gab and Gitter to Facebook. You can also buy my books separately on our website. Check out our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and find us on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content. We also have new T-shirts. We don't really make any money off of that, but we have a new Tree of Life T-shirt design. handful of listeners have already gone and picked up a T-shirt. I think they're on sale again. Public has sales pretty much every week. It's like every other day I get an advertisement for it. Go to tpublic.com, search The Secret Teachings, or go to our website, and there's a link that says Merchandise, and there's a link from there, uh, from our website from right there to the tpublic website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Yesterday, Disney employees walked out demanding, you would think, 
something to be done about the rampant pedophilia and the rampant prostitution, the rampant human trafficking that Disney employees are involved in, or maybe the history of people like John Healy or Vice President Michael Laney or James Gunn or George Mitchell and all the other scumbags like Victor Salva who have worked at Disney in high-level positions and who have raped young boys or raped young girls, some of them really young, some of them seven years old, or people like James Gunn who just seems to be a pedophile himself and all the stuff he's been accused of and uh, essentially convicted of by these these uh, young people think that they're protesting that. Instead, they're protesting LGBTQ. Well, they're not protesting it. They're demanding more support for it. They're protesting for LGBTQ support, all because the governor said, you can't teach gender and sex to third graders, second graders, first graders, and kindergartners. That's right. And so the Disney employees said, that they demand spending outlines from Disney and plans for content that increase LGBTQ representation. When I read that, I think if you're trying to get access to the minds of young children, third, second, and first grade, kindergarten, and preschool, you are not trying to help these children These children do not need to be learning about sexuality and gender. They need to be learning about how to treat each other kindly, to not push down other kids on the playground. They need to learn that one plus one equals two. They need to learn that one times five equals five. They need to learn that 10 divided by two is five. They need to learn that A, B, C, D, E, F, G Once you learn it, that's the way we communicate so we can become literate and read and communicate and build things. And this is what children should be learning. Children should not be learning about what hole to stick their penis in. And little girls should not be learning about how to put a condom on a banana. That is sick, predatory behavior. And if you're demanding Disney does more to encourage that by using the shield of LGBTQ You are a pervert piece of trash. And Disney should fire every single one of these pieces of garbage. I mean, we have PR for everything. And no matter how bad a company acts or an individual acts, there's always a way to spin it. Why can't Disney spend millions of dollars to work on their PR? Because that's what they're worried about. They're worried about being considered anti-trans or anti-LGBTQ Disney has like rainbow days where kids get rainbow hats with Mickey Mouse ears. And that's unacceptable to me in a civilized society. Children, you always hear that they are our future. But children are also innocent and children can't defend themselves. And it's the responsibility of the parents to protect that child, not offer them up on the altar of social justice, not alter, uh, offer them up on the altar of LGBTQ not encourage them to sexually transition when kids don't even know what they're going to have for lunch. They ask you in high school, middle school, what are you going to do when you're 30? I don't know. You know, I'm 30 now. I don't know what, what I wanted to do when I was 30 in high school when they asked me that question. And I was a teenager. I was almost an adult. I was a young adult. Kids don't know. 
It's predatory behavior is what it is. But they want more LGBTQ for children. I came across this other story. There's a TV show called Cocomelon. And Cocomelon on Netflix, I'm assuming it's on other streaming platforms too, Cocomelon has been blamed for speech delays and tantrums in children. And I read that headline from kidsspot.com, and I thought, that's interesting because my son would watch certain uh, little cartoons here or there. He doesn't really watch a lot, but he would watch little cartoons here or there. And there's one cartoon in particular that he would watch, and it was just one scene in it. And every time he watched the scene, it was just, it was, it was, um, it was like a nursery rhyme. And there was like a cow, and there was a, was a cow jumping over a moon, and there was like stars and little, but nothing like, clearly nothing scary. But he would watch it, and he would, he would freak out. And would just become like a different kid when he would watch that scene. And like his mom realized it and she decided to show him the video without audio and he still freaked out. And uh, she did it several times just to kind of experiment with it and was was freaked out by it, how he would react to it. Like he would he would not be Fox anymore. That's my son's name. He would not be Fox. He would like transform into something else. You could just like feel the energy shift. It was weird. So. He clearly doesn't watch that show anymore. But this show, Coco Melon, you know, I don't think it's an evil TV show. There's a lot of reasons kids might throw tantrums and develop, you know, speech late watching a TV show like this. You know, why? Because, you know, in in this TV show, like any cartoon for kids, there, there's overstimulation. Overstimulation is probably going to eventually lead to delays in development and tantrums. We know what overstimulation does you know, in terms of pornography with adults, so probably going to happen with children in terms of developmental delays. And, of course, if children are used to watching a show like this and they really like it because they're overstimulated, they don't even understand the subtlety of, of, of what stimulation in any sense means, then they might throw a tantrum when you turn it off. Also, children are getting less social interaction when they're watching these kinds of shows, especially when they're watching them constantly nonstop. And uh, if you take that away, take those TV shows away, they're probably going to throw a tantrum. If they have less social interaction with others, they're going to be, you know, more angry. That's pretty well documented. When a kid has no social interaction, when a kid doesn't have a lot of friends, when a kid isn't really properly, uh, you know, socialized, they, they, they can become violent, push other kids down and might escalate to something even worse than that when they get into middle school or high school, you know, so... It might not be so much Coco Mel in the TV show. It might just be the way that kids are raised, uh, being raised. It might also just be the way that, you know, over the last two years in particular, kids have been less social, not being in school, more digital learning, and as a result of that, more tantrums, more speech development delays, more developmental delays, and, and things like that. Also, the uh, Coco Mel and TV show, sure might have subliminals in it, and that's something we have to take into serious consideration when we're looking at things like that, especially when we have Disney. Like They're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have more things for kids that are LGBTQ. No. No. We should not have more things for kids that are LGBTQ. We should not be going into Target and seeing an LGBTQ rainbow section for toddlers. Okay? That is a result of letting predators close to your children. 
and predators are using rainbow flags and LGBTQ plus to get access to children to abuse them. That doesn't mean if you're trans, you're a predator. It means predators are using your movement to get access to children. Just like predators use Disney to get access to children. Just like predators use the Catholic Church to get access to children. Just like predators use the TSA or use CPS. Just like predators allow themselves to be blackmailed so they can obtain more power and therefore they can do whatever they want with virtually no consequences because the system always protects them. That's what was going on at Jeffrey Epstein's island where former Disney executive George Mitchell, the Democrat senator, used to go and hang out with Jeffrey Epstein. But tonight's show is called Running a Tran on All Women. Yes, it's sexual, kind of gross, right? But also, it means to abuse and to dominate. And trans as an identity is absolutely being used to trample and to dominate biological women. The false dilemma immediately comes into play and people shift into this gear. They shift into this programming. If you dare suggest that trans people are abusing women by being women when they're not women, but they are women, you are evil. You must be a conservative. You must be a white supremacist. You are a disgusting disgrace of a human being. You discriminate and your hate has no place here. What about the feelings of women who don't like biological men competing in their sports? What about the feelings of women? What about all the hard work those women put into their sport to get to where they are? And a man who is naturally, biologically, scientifically, and genetically stronger on average comes in and can do a fraction of the work and still dominate the sport. How do you think that makes women feel? Where are the feminists? Where are the people that support women's rights? Nowhere to be found. Because what you've found over the last 75 years is that the women's rights movement and feminism have been used to eliminate the niceties and the chivalry and the protection that our society offered women in the civilized world. And now we are subjecting women to more of a a state of existence that is akin to what you would find in places like India or developing nations. An uncivilized, barbaric society. But it gets worse because now women's rights advocates and feminists are realizing the media doesn't care about them anymore. Media doesn't care about them. The media doesn't even care about gay people as much anymore, although they get lumped into LGBTQ. If we're going to promote LGBTQ, shouldn't we be focused on the larger portion of that group, lesbian and gay? Why are we focused on trans people who make up 0.7% of the population? False dilemma again. That doesn't mean they don't matter. It doesn't mean they're not people. Why do they have such a big lobby? That's my question. Why is the porn industry pumping out endless amounts of incest porn? This is in mainstream news. Everybody's like, why is there so much incest porn? Pornhub, X videos, UJIS, whatever, whatever website you go to, it's all incest. Why? You don't have to watch porn to know that. 
Go to the internet, type in, why is incest popular in pornography? Careful how you type it in, of course, if you're looking to avoid that kind of stuff. And you're going to find mainline articles. You're going to find articles uh, on psychology. You're going to find articles from Vice. You're going to find all these articles, some, some of them promoting it. Incest is everywhere. Why do you have so much incest in pornography? How is it that you can get access to porn on your phone, tablet, computer, TV, PlayStation, Xbox, but the porn industry just keeps making pornography? Somebody has to pay for it somewhere along the line. It's probably being subsidized. Probably being subsidized by the same people subsidizing the LGBTQ lobby. And I'm not saying an actual lobby in Washington. I'm saying a cultural lobby where people that otherwise have no skin in the game throw their entire life, their entire image behind supporting trans people. You know, here's the thing. I am by no means a biologist. Although, unlike Kentaji Jackson, the lady who's been nominated to the Supreme Court, I can actually, um, I can provide a definition of the word woman. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. This lawyer judge crap. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Not a biologist. Well, a woman has a uterus, a woman has ovaries, and no matter how much stronger on average a man is, a biological man, uh, women can probably withstand far more pain when they go through childbirth. That's not something I can do. That's something a woman can do. So we could at least start by defining a woman as an individual who's able to give birth to a child who has ovaries, who has a vagina, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't have to be a biologist to know that, right? Okay, I, I, I get it. I, get, I know how it works. So Ketanji Jackson apparently doesn't. You know, she's playing that lawyer game in the Senate, and the Senate also has to ask these kinds of tough questions Maybe they're crass. I mean, it, it's it's all part of a game. She'll be nom- the nominational, you know, she'll be up, approved by the Senate and that, that'll be the end of it. But the, the, the point here is we need to define what these things mean, right? When we're talking about trans, what does that actually mean? Does that mean someone who's pretty much a woman who also has a penis? Or does that mean a big, fat, disgusting man with a giant beer belly who can put on a dress and say, I'm a girl now. Because that's what we're seeing. That's why the trans community is apparently growing. Because you have a bunch of disgusting pervert men who realized, if I change my voice to this, I can go into the women's locker room. I can see little girls. It's not someone who's pretty much a woman who's been born with a penis. It's big, fat, disgusting men with penises who decided to put on a dress because they want to get access to children. They want to get access to women. That's what a predator does. And if you're in the LGBTQ community, if you're actually trans, you should be appalled at people doing things like this. Because that's where all of this money, all of this attention, all this support is going. It's not going to the woman who has a penis. It's not going to... You know, actual trans people, it's going to big fat men who say, I'm a girl now. No, you're not. You're a big, fat, disgusting, pervert piece of trash. And if men aren't going to stand up and protect women, maybe other women will stand up 
and protect women. Here is Kelly J. Keene at the NCAA swim finals preventing a transgender activist from entering into the women's bathroom because the transgender activist isn't really transgender. The transgender activist is a fat man who put on a wig and says, I'm a mother now. On the basis of the comfort, hang on, on the basis of the comfort and dignity of girls and women, I'm asking you, telling you, please do not use women's faces. My it girls, makes them feel uncomfortable. My girls. My girls. The other women I am with are very comfortable with me in right. the bathroom. Well, fortunately, yeah, other women, other fat men. My daughter is also not your daughter. Oh, that's right. And she so would she feel, uh, 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 she would feel... Very uncomfortable. No, I. Right. No, Excuse you interrupted me. me. Excuse you interrupted me. I'm not here me. for a debate. Beth, do you mind? Right. I would like to. I would ask you to please call if you're not. I'm not. I'm not here for a debate, but I am here to get into the women's bathroom because I want to see some underage girls in there. I want to see what's going on. But I'm a girl, so it's okay. I beg your pardon. Whoa. As a mother, I'm a mother. Not a mother, not a mother, not a woman, a big, fat, disgusting, pervert man who has three children by his penis with a woman says, I'm a mother. I'm going to get into that bathroom. I'm going to see those girls. And men won't protect women anymore, so I guess other women are going to have to do it for them. I don't know what happened to men. Men used to protect women. Now men don't protect women, don't protect themselves. They walk around like, you know, these scrawny, I support Planned Parenthood, these scrawny guys that are like, going to get their Starbucks coffee, you know, in their tight jeans. What is happening? I mean, this this isn't this isn't a fictional reality. This has become our reality. Uh, it's I, I, it's I don't even I I don't know. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It's ma'am. I'm a mother. No, you're not. You're a big fat man with a penis who says, other women feel good with me around, yet other big fat men with penises who you've agreed with to prey on young women. And that is beyond reprehensible. And uh, we live in a civilized society because in any other point in human history, if a big, fat, disgusting man were to put on a dress and try to get into the women's space and see women, they would have the life beaten out of them. This isn't like, you know, uh, a, a young guy trying to look at like some uh, some breasts or something anymore. This is a young man who grew into an old man who never developed right and one day decided, wait a minute. If I dress like them, maybe they'll let me in. So they put on a dress and a wig and they're like, yes, I'm a girl. Can I come into the locker room? And the women are like, no, you're a man. I'm a woman. How dare you? No, you're a man. Totally different than someone who's pretty much a woman, but they were born with a penis.
This guy was born with a penis as a man who's trying to be a woman. Big freaking difference that nobody ever wants to talk about. People that are essentially born as a woman, but then they have a penis different than a man born as a man with a penis who then tries to pretend like he's a woman to get access to young women. That is what you call a sick, twisted, perverted piece of trash. A pervert. In some cases, a pedophile. Leah Thomas. I'm sure you heard the name. Leah Thomas. Penn swimmer. The first transgender athlete to win a Division I national championship. Thomas finished 1.75 seconds ahead of second place Emma Wyant who attends Virginia. Thomas's time was a season best and a little more than nine seconds off Katie Ledecky's four-minute, 24-second, .06 record. Leah Thomas, the biological man who's much taller, much stronger, and has a penis literally in the swimsuit, you can see it in the pictures, also beat out Brooke Ford from Stanford and Erica Sullivan from Texas, um, both of which are female Olympians. So you can imagine what it's like to compete in the Olympics and to train for the Olympics. And apparently uh, a biological man can just step in and say, hold my balls and, uh, you know, like hold my beer, hold my balls and then just destroy the competition when otherwise you're a loser who was ranked like 400 plus in the men's league. And since you couldn't win that, you decided I'm a girl now. I'm a mother. And then you go into the women's league and you can somehow beat women as a man. Excuse me, it's ma'am. And can be applauded for it. We literally have cultivated a reality where, cultivated a society where women can be beaten by men and our society cheers it. And not even the women's rights activists or the feminists can really say anything about it because then they're transphobic like J.K. Rowling, right? I mean, you know, I don't know Brooke Ford. I don't know Erica Sullivan, but I'd imagine they spent quite a bit of time preparing for the Olympics. I'd also imagine that, you know, regardless of how strong on average a man is, here's the bottom line. I'm not a swimmer. I bet if I got into that pool and I competed against Brooke Ford or Erica Sullivan or hell, who came in last place at the championship? The person who came in dead last. I bet you they would swim laps around me in the pool. I'm not a swimmer. All right? I played basketball with women before, and uh, some women are really, really good at basketball. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm really good at basketball too, so there's some women I've, I've played basketball against that, you know, they can hold their own and others that aren't as good as me. But I'm actually talented at basketball. If I get in the pool with any of these Olympians, um, I'm going to be at the starting line when they're finished. Let's put it that way. Okay, even though I have probably bigger muscles, even though I'm probably a little bit bigger, these women are going to just, they're going to wipe <laughs> wipe the floor with me. They're going to wipe the, the water with me, all right? That's a reality. Uh, Leah Thomas isn't like me. Leah Thomas was already a swimmer who couldn't compete in men's, so they decided to be a pathetic loser and join the women's league, and everybody's like, oh, that's progressive. No, it's regressive and it is basically building a new glass ceiling for women which is why i put the glass ceiling in the promo pick tonight running a tran on all women because that's what they are they're running trans on women and not not taking people who are like women born with a penis 
you know, but who are still pretty much women. They're taking men who have a penis, who are big and fat. They're all big and fat. Okay, and that, that, that in and of itself says something. They're all big and fat, and they put on a dress. Excuse me, it's ma'am. And they pretend to be women. Excuse me, it's ma'am. And we're supposed to applaud that. And uh, if men aren't going to stand up and say that's wrong, women are going to have to stand up and say that's wrong. A big fat guy with a penis, you're not coming in the women's locker room, you're not coming in the women's bathroom. Excuse me, it's ma'am. All right, <laughs> it's ma'am. By the way, we actually have those Moth Ma'am t-shirts. Moth Man, Moth Ma'am t-shirts. You can find it at the secretteachings.info in the merchandise tab. Here's something else that's interesting. I'll tell you about it when we come back from break in detail. There's actually another transgender athlete competing, or did uh, they did compete in the NCAA championship. Their name is Isaac Heenig. They're a junior at Yale University. And, uh, well, they're also transgender, but they're, they're a little bit different than Leah Thomas. They were born a woman, and they are still a woman biologically. They have never, um, you know, uh, started uh, any kind of hormone therapy. They're just a woman who now says, I'm a man. And the NCAA and ESPN are like, yes, Isaac Hennig can perform in the women's, even though they're a man, because they haven't started the hormone therapy. But they're, they're still a woman competing, and they actually placed, they had a career best, but they placed in fifth uh, overall, which I thought was kind of interesting. You know, they say this is a transgender man. No, it's a woman who now says they're a man. And that is different than a man who says they're a woman who is, well, biologically, scientifically, technically speaking, on average, are much stronger than women. And in a lot of professional sports and collegiate sports can probably perform better than women. It's not because women are weak. It's just because men are typically stronger. Men are supposed to protect women, not put on a dress and pretend to be one. Okay? And, and here's another thing. Like, women probably feel pretty uncomfortable when... When a, when a guy comes around like this, you know, at the NCAA finals, this big, fat, disgusting person who's like, I'm a woman. No, you're not a woman. You're a big, fat guy with a penis, and you're trying to become a woman so you can get into the locker room. But, like, you know, I'm uncomfortable when I when I see another man in the in the locker room naked. I don't want to see naked people walking around. I, this, I, I'm not in an orgy. You know, that makes me uncomfortable. I can't imagine how a young girl would feel. Something we got to think about. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings running a train on all women. Stay with us. We'll be back. It's the Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. 
Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. tuned into the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable thank you for joining us running a tran on all women it's not just a sexual terminology a sexual phrase it also means to dominate and to control and to abuse and trans people are absolutely being used to dominate and control women men have had the man taken out of them Men have been turned into these very feminine kinds of guys who don't want to stand up for what's right, don't want to protect women and children, just kind of weak, pathetic people. Not all men, of course, just but, you know, a lot of college age kids. And uh, as a result of that, now we've uh, destroyed the masculine protecting energy in our society and we've allowed women to become incredibly vulnerable. Some women have done this to themselves, especially in the United States. You live in one of the most uh, wealthy and uh, prosperous nations in the history of humankind, and you still talk about how you are oppressed and how you want rights. Doesn't matter if you have a Fifth Amendment or Fourteenth Amendment. Doesn't matter if traditionally women never voted because that just wasn't what women did. And then as women wanted, you know, wanted to vote and time has changed, women got a, got a right to vote. Although, you know, the founding of this country, uh, there was nothing that essentially said women couldn't vote. It was, wasn't a common thing. And women actually did vote in the early 1800s in places like Rhode Island. Women did actually vote, uh, contrary to what we're told historically. So, you know, don't tell us that you're oppressed. You live in the United States of America. You're probably some of the most less oppressed people on the entire planet. You're not oppressed, okay? You have it so good that you take it for granted how good you have it. That's that's the bottom line. Man, woman, trans, cis, straight, gay, whatever. It doesn't matter. You, you've got it better here than you have it anywhere else in the world, period. You know, unless... There's some, you know, specific thing that you like about another country that you don't have here. You know, maybe you want free health care, totally free health care. Maybe you want to pay 100 percent on a car in taxes to get those social benefits. Well, I don't, but you've got it pretty good here in the United States is the point. OK, that's the bottom line. But since we have it so good, since we have so much wealth and so much success and so much progress, I don't know if it's Calvinistic or it's kind of like the Christians that, you know, take the, the whips and beat the hell out of themselves. I don't know what it is. They feel that, you know, they don't deserve to have what they have. So they have to suffer for it. Maybe it's that, you know, people are so successful, they don't know what to do. So they got to make up problems and pretend like there's things that they can do to solve those problems and 
It's all just a waste of money and resources and time and energy. But here's where we are today. Rachel Levine. Rachel Levine. You know who Rachel Levine is? You'd think that Rachel Levine might be a woman, but Rachel Levine is actually not a, uh, a woman. They are a four-star admiral. United States Assistant Secretary for Health, which is uh, really weird because this is just a big fat man with a wig on who is apparently the Assistant Secretary of Health. And the USA Today has named Rachel Levine Man, excuse me, I microaggressed, Woman of the Year. Literally. Just like Mr. Jenner or Mrs. or Miss Jenner, Rachel Levine is now a Woman of the Year. According to the USA Today, March, it was 17th or 18th of this month, 2022. Today's date is March 23rd into the 24th, 2022, for the record. Leah Thomas, first open transgender athlete to win a Division I national championship in the 500-yard freestyle, finishing 1.75 seconds ahead of her second place, or his second place competitor, Emma Wyant, who attends Virginia. Leah Thomas also beat out Olympians, Brooke Ford and Erica Sullivan. If I get in the water with any of these people, they're going to destroy me. All right, so the idea that just because someone's a man, they're going to be better at something, that's not true. But Leah Thomas is already a collegiate swimmer and couldn't win in the men's, so decided to jump into the women's pool with their balls hanging out and uh, decided to beat women and our society. Cheers for that. And I, I think we need to acknowledge that. Like, if I, if you, <laughs> let's let's be fair, okay? Most of you listening right now could not get in the pool with Brooke Ford or Erica Sullivan and compete. All right, these are Olympians. These are hardened athletes. They're going to destroy you. All right, they're going to destroy me. All right, bottom line. So the argument that just because Leah Thomas is biologically a man, that makes him more likely to beat these women. No, that's not what makes him more likely to beat these women. What makes him more likely to beat these women is... He's a biological man who was already a swimmer who couldn't compete in the men's league, so went to the women's league. All right. Let's use basketball as an example. You know, I play basketball. I very likely could have gone to college to play basketball. I, I just didn't fully pursue it because I had heart issues at the time. Uh, luckily, those have been resolved with mostly a plant based diet now. But I, uh, I if I would have went to college to play basketball and, you know, I wouldn't have been you know, a top NBA draft pick. I probably would never have gone beyond, you know, maybe playing, you know, third string on the bench, but I probably could have gotten onto a college team. And uh, maybe because I, you know, I, I, I was maybe a third string, let's say I was you know, just sixth, seventh, eighth man on the bench. I decided, ah, this is, this is too much. You know, I'm not getting out of this what I want to get out of it. So I'm going to be a woman and I'm going to go play in the women's college sports. And Sure, those women could still beat the hell out of me, but I, I, I might be able because, well, I'm a basketball player. I might be able to actually have a better chance in the women's league. Not necessarily because I'm a man. And if you notice, tonight I started with that argument and we're transitioning. Ooh, we're transitioning to a more complex and um, detailed uh, thought process here. That's what we do on every show, if you don't notice it, from the start to the finish of the broadcast. Started with that argument. Now we're looking at it from a different point of view. 
It's not just because Leah Thomas is a biological man. It's because Leah Thomas was also a swimmer already. All right? I mean, here's the bottom line. You give me a, a, a hockey puck and a, a hockey stick, all right, I can put that puck in the net pretty good. Not such a good skater, okay? I'm more like Happy Gilmore. Is that, is that net regulation size? I think it's the net or the puck or something. Is that, is that regulation size? Come on. You know, uh, I'm not a great skater, okay? So you put me on the ice with some collegiate women or even some pickup games at the local ice rink, I'm probably going to get blasted, all right? It's not because those women are, you know, something and I'm a man, so I'm something else. It's just they're, they're better at hockey than me, right? Now, you might think, well, if you're using that argument, that means Leah Thomas is just a better swimmer. Well, 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 well yeah, and I mean, sure, Leah Thomas is honestly better than some women, but there are other women like Olympians and people like Emma Wyant who should have won the championship who didn't win the championship and girls that didn't even qualify because of the the spot bump because they lost to a biological man who couldn't compete in men's swimming. So he jumped into the women's pool and that is reprehensible. And my God, do you have no shame? And everybody's supposed to cheer this. Then you have Yale junior Isaac Hainig, a transgender man, they say, who competed as well and came in fifth place. Not much talk about him, her, whoever it is. It's actually a her, but ESPN reported on this March 19th, and uh, it was a story about Leah Thomas finishing in eighth place in the 100-yard freestyle. I thought they maybe told Leah Thomas to tone it back some, you know, to just kind of take a dive. (laughs) As my friend Jack said, take a dive. It's too obvious, all right? You know, let the balls out and just slow down a little bit. Uh, But Isaac, or Isaac, Heinig, Heinig, I'm not trying to pronounce the name wrong. I'm not sure how, how to pronounce it. I think it's Isaac or Isaac Hennig is a transgender man finishing with a career best 47.32 seconds for fifth place in the NCAA championships, um, according to this ESPN article. And they say a transgender man, but it says Hennig is, a, uh, is an eligible competitor because, well, they haven't started hormone therapy yet, so they can compete in the women's league. It's like, Hold on a second. No, they're they're actually a woman who hasn't started hormone therapy, so of course they can comp- Why would anybody think they couldn't compete in the women's league? They're a woman. They're literally a woman. They haven't even started hormone therapy. They're literally 100% a biological woman. All right? Yes, some people mentally aren't the sex that they are. That's not what we're talking about. We have a biological woman in women's sports, and we're being told they're only allowed to compete because, you know, they haven't started hormone therapy yet. So yeah, just try to conceive of this. This is a transgender man, and they can only compete in women's sports as if people are going to be upset about that because they haven't started hormone therapy. And then you have a biological man who jumps into the women's pool, and we celebrate that, and they win the national title. Does that make any sense to you? Let's again remember that there's a difference between someone who's essentially born a woman and has a penis, and people that are big, fat, disgusting men who couldn't get a woman or weren't successful, they're just losers, most of them. And they decide, I'm going to put on a dress to get into the women's locker room because I'm a pervert piece of trash. And uh, they don't actually have anything to do with you know trans identity, but we call them trans, which I think is kind of an insult to people that are actually trans. So... As a result of Leah Thomas defeating Emma Wyant, who is clearly from Virginia the best swimmer, 
Uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, decided to sign a proclamation declaring that Emma was actually the, the best swimmer because apparently she is from Sarasota, Florida. So Ron DeSantis decided to proclaim that she is actually the best swimmer. If you look at what the NCAA has done uh, by allowing basically men to compete in women's athletics, in this case the swimming, you had the number one woman who finished was from Sarasota, Emin Wyant. She won the silver medal. She's been an absolute superstar her whole career. She trains... I mean, to, to compete at that level is very, very difficult. And you don't just roll out of bed and do it. That takes grit. That takes determination. And she's been an absolute superstar. And she had the fastest time uh, of any woman in college athletics. Now, the NCAA uh, is basically taking efforts to destroy women's athletics. They're trying to undermine the integrity of the competition. And they're crowning somebody else. Uh, the woman's champion, and we think that's wrong. And so in Florida, I'm going to be uh, later, this is a Floridian who I think deserves to be recognized. You know, we're going to be doing a proclamation uh, saying uh, that Emma is the best female swimmer in the 500-meter freestyle because she earned that. And we need to stop allowing organizations like the NCAA to perpetuate frauds on the public. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are putting ideology ahead of opportunity for women athletes. Uh, and I think that there's just some people that are afraid to speak out um, and, and, and save what they're doing. But that it's is what cultural doing. Marxism, and it certainly is perpetuating a fraud. Absolutely, 100%, no doubt about it. Love Ron DeSantis, governor of my home state of Florida. Kind of wish I lived in Florida. <laughs> under DeSantis, as much as I love Arizona, I want DeSantis to be my governor. Um, here, here's the thing. Uh, Disney has a walkout yesterday because they want more LGBTQ support from Disney. And the reason they're doing that is because that same governor, DeSantis, doesn't want children who are in third grade, second grade, first grade, kindergarten, and preschool to learn about where to stick their penis or where to stick their hand. They're teaching kids in school how to put their fist in somebody's ass, literally, uh, a lot of really sick, disgusting things. These are kids, okay? This isn't like you decided to go to, uh, you know, some class that teaches you about sexual fetishes. This is uh, kindergarten, all right? You, you should be learning about ABC 123, not where do I stick my PP. So the parental rights and education bill in Florida that DeSantis is going to sign, I, I don't think he signed it yet, it's going to restrict discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grades, prohibiting instruction on it through the grades um, up until uh, the third grade in public schools. So private schools can still essentially do what they want, but public schools can't do this anymore if they're taking uh, you know, their, their, their government run. And because of that, Disney decides that they are going to capitulate to the mob who doesn't like that bill. And uh, one of the things I thought was interesting that these LGBTQ people, whatever they are, are asking for. And this isn't LGBTQ. I mean, the, 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 I don't think these people represent lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer. I think these people are sick. And I think they're trying to get access to third graders and second graders and first graders and kindergartners and preschoolers to tell them where they can shove their fist and to tell them what hole it's okay to touch and to lick. That is disgusting. You don't teach kids that. You don't even touch, teach young adults that. 
They demand from Disney. We want an outlining of your spending to promote LGBTQ. And we want your, this is according to the USA Today, plans for content that increases LGBTQ representation. Well, if you wanted to represent LGBTQ fairly, you would represent them by putting 0.7% of your actors into movies and TV shows who were transgender. So you would pretty much never see them because that would be an equal and fair representation of the percentage of the population who are actually trans, not big fat men with penises that are born men with penises that put on a dress so that they can develop some kind of social currency and then get a hall pass into the women's locker room and the women's bathroom. Big freaking difference than someone who might actually be trans. And don't you think that's trampling on the trans people for big, fat, disgusting men with penises and balls to put on a dress to get access to young girls? No, those are predators. And so are these disgusting people that are promoting this at Disney. We want action. We want millions of dollars. We want to know what you're going to do to produce content to get to these kids. I mean, that's, that's kind of sick and disturbing, don't you think? Hey, remember our friend... Kentanji Jackson earlier in the show tonight, she said that she's not a biologist. She can't define the word woman. Remember that? We played that earlier. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Supreme Court nominee. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Look at her lawyering this up. You can't? Judging this up. N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- define woman. I'm not a biologist, you know. Fine, you can't find one. Kentanji Jackson also said something else that was interesting. As you said, the guideline was based originally on uh, a, a statutory scheme and on directives, specific directives by Congress at a time in which more serious child pornography offenders were identified based on the volume, based on the number of photographs that they received in the mail. And that made totally total sense before when we didn't have the Internet, when we didn't have distribution. But the way that the guideline is now structured, based on that set of circumstances, is leading to extreme disparities in the system because it's so easy for people to get volumes of this kind of material now. So, it's, so because it's easy for people to get child porn, we should give lighter sentences to the people that get child porn. I, that, that makes zero sense. By computers. So it's not doing the work of differentiating who is a more serious offender. Well, that's your job as a judge, Kentaji Jackson. In the way that it used to. So the commission has taken that into account, and, and perhaps even more importantly, courts are adjusting their sentences in order to account for the changed circumstances, but it says nothing about the court's view of the seriousness of this offense. The thing about this that pisses me off is that there's always that truism. There's always that technicality. And Naji Jackson is right. Like, there's, she's right, like, technically. But she's arguing that because someone has child porn on a computer... That means that we should limit the sentence because so many more people have access to child porn today. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I would argue the exact opposite. 
First, I would say back to her, if I was a senator, I'd say, well, hold on a second. You're saying that because more people have access, we should limit the sentence. More people have access to drugs. More people are committing, you know, carjackings in Chicago. So we should just limit the sentence and not prosecute these people at all because more people are doing it. Doesn't that just encourage the behavior? Doesn't that just encourage people to go get child porn knowing that, well, they're probably not going to be sentenced if they're caught with it? Shouldn't it be kind of the opposite? More people that have access to it? Shouldn't we have stricter sentences for people that have access to it? Maybe it would deter people from doing it, knowing that they might go to jail for 30 years rather than a slap on the wrist. You're back on the street. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In fact, it makes zero sense. Oh, I also have to play this Ron DeSantis uh, <laughs> this Ron DeSantis uh, margarita commercial. Did you ever hear this? It's like 20 seconds long. Jen Psaki said, uh, just chill out. Have a margarita. Don't worry about inflation. I love this Ron DeSantis commercial. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed, pissed off. You're sad, you're angry. I'm going to rewind that. You're sad, you're angry, you're pissed off. You know, you, you sell your car, eat lentils, don't get treatments for your dog, let him die. If you're worried about inflation, don't drive anymore. Um, here's Jen Psaki's advice. My advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning. Have, have a margarita. Having a margarita is well and good, but it is not a cure for Bidenflation. It's like one of the most sensible politicians we've ever seen, Ron DeSantis. And, uh, you know, everything's a false dilemma. Everything is based on this idea that you're either with or you're against something. You're pro or anti something. You, you hate trans people or you're for trans people. And none of this even makes logical sense because it doesn't allow us to have conversation. It doesn't allow us to have, you know, the, 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 the subtlety and the nuance. It doesn't allow us to expand our minds and have actual opinions. It reduces everything to a talking point, everything to a polar opposite. You're either one or the other. And when you're identified as that, that identity brings you all the positive and all the negatives of that identification. And that's, that is something that we need to recognize in terms of, of, of the psychology and the nature of it so that we can allow ourselves to better combat it when we experience it in the real world. You hate trans people? What do you mean I hate trans people? What does that mean? You're anti-trans. What do you mean I'm anti What does that mean? You define, if you're accusing me of something, define it for me. Define it. You're not just going to call me names. You're not going to yell at me, build me up as a straw man. Okay, you're going to tell me what that means when you accuse me of it. Okay, because too many people just say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And they apologize and Disney throws a bunch of money at people. People that want to get access to third graders to teach them about sex and gender, what do you think those people are trying to do? They're not trying to educate them. Don't you think their millions of dollars could be spent on actually educating kids about arithmetic and science and all kinds of other things and not where they can stick their fist? wonder who is funding all this. How is this being subsidized? you ever think of that? How is 0.7% of the population suddenly funded to the tune of, uh, you know, basically what amounts to hundreds of millions or maybe even billions of dollars in subsidies and everything, movies, TV shows, politics, entertainment, media, etc. It's all over the place, even in education. It's everywhere. Why? Well, because we allowed for feminism and women's rights 
to become a political subject that removed men from the equation and put women into a perceptual position of power. And now women have realized that those roles don't matter anymore. And even homosexuals don't matter as much anymore. The conversation has shifted to trans people. They got you convinced that the family's bad, children are bad, being straight is bad, and it's discriminatory, homosexuality is better, and trans sex is even better than that. And they just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And if you, you believe in women's rights, and you should have a problem with this. And if you are homosexual, you should have a problem with this. And if you are straight, you should have a problem with this. Because this isn't about rights. You have rights. You have equal protection and due process under law here in this country. In China, they don't even tolerate feminine men at all. Here in the United States, we glorify it. We, we applaud it. And I want to know, who's funding the pornography industry? Because the pornography industry, which is pretty much just a, just a handful of companies that, uh, that are all uh, you know, owned by the, the same company, all they promote now and all they push is incest porn. I mean, this isn't like, hey, I'm a porn addict and I'm telling you this because this is what I watch. This is like Vice, it's mainstream news, psychology websites. They're like, why is incest porn so popular? Faux-cest, why is incest-themed porn getting so popular? 2015, 2017, 2020, 2021, article, article, article after article after article. Incest, incest, incest. You can get porn free pretty much anywhere you go on the internet. Who's paying for this? Who's subsidizing this? Take you back to Weimar, Germany in the 1920s. You know what was popular? Incest, transvestites, promiscuity, homosexuality, targeting children with explicit sexuality. Why? To erode the moral fabric. To break down the German society and culture. Separate the family, to break apart the cohesion in that family, to separate the men and the women so the men can't protect the women, make the women vulnerable under the guise of empowerment, and then beat those women in the name of trans rights. All this happened 100 years ago in Germany, and we are on the precipice of the same thing happening here in the United States and a few other places around the world. Makes very little sense. When you first think about it, we just have this false dilemma, this false dichotomy. It makes a lot more sense when you think about it in detail and you use your brain, you realize, oh, these people don't care about gay or trans or straight or anybody else. They care about eroding the moral fabric, ripping society apart at the seams, and destroying the familial structure. Because when you do that, you get rid of the protector of the family, the man, get access to the woman, and then you get the child. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, running a tran on all women. Tonight's show, last night's show with Joseph Lavelle, is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. I also want to let you know that you can go to Forbidden Knowledge News, type that in, Forbidden Knowledge News, and find the interview that I did with Chris yesterday. Really good interview. I like Chris and Forbidden Knowledge News. He's got a bunch of shows up on the uh, Spreaker and Apple, other podcast platforms where we also are. That's Forbidden Knowledge News. Big interview yesterday. It's a good show, so please go check that out. 
www.thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the show archive. Please buy one of my books. We've not been doing so well recently on subscriptions and book sales. We've made less money this month than any other point in the last year. So things are really, really tough. If you enjoy this show, you want to hear us five nights a week, please support this broadcast. www.thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you in the next broadcast, which tomorrow we'll be talking with John Pizzi, the comedian. Right here on The Secret